Happy Tag Tuesday. Hello. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We are coming to you from the pod loft. I don't know. You call it the pod loft now? Pod, I like it. I don't it. know. What should I call it? I thought it was the pod room. The pod recording room. Listen. No. We just figured out that we're coming up on like our third anniversary next year. Yeah, but we're two and a half years and somebody asked, how many downloads do you have? And I'm like, I have no idea. I've never go to a look. All I know is that we're still recording off of our same Nalgahide table from Costco. <laughs> And I love it. Listen, we are real. <laughs> when our guest came in, she said, wow, you guys have really upped your game because we have the neon sign that says, you know, tag recording so that my husband doesn't barge in when we're doing this. Sure. Or the dogs know not to come in. Do the dogs know? Are they that smart? No. Are they like, I can see the neon light flash. Yes, they I can read. Bother they can read recording. <laughs> our dogs are so smart. They're the smartest. If breed. they were that smart, they'd be able to pick up their own poop, and they still can't do that. So they can. They're useless, but they refuse to. Yeah, I'm they're sure. They're like, I've got this lady. She'll do it for me. They are no. Yeah, I don't even want to get into dogs. <laughs> it was a bad night last night. Let's just say that. Oh, were they up on? All... There was some throwing up in the middle of the night see this is why i don't have a dog you don't need one i love dogs so i much. do too and then i start thinking about the you just borrow one errant mm -hmm. poop the barfing the midnight whining who barfed was it the grand dog no it was one of your dogs yeah had it gotten into something no no it we don't need to get into the details <laughs> on air but it's just, like... it's just unbelievable it's three in the morning and uh, molly got out of her crate and i thought she did it yeah it's just, uh, again, nobody cares about my dog barf. Oh, I do. It's all I want to hear about Yeah, all day because long. you want to not have a dog. You don't want a dog anyway. Your husband's not. My husband's allergic. He's very allergic, and he's not going to put up with that. No, anyway. we're not having a dog. It's fine. Um, you can borrow any, one anytime thanks. you need. I love a borrowed dog. We borrowed them before on, in Kauai. We borrowed them in Kauai. I borrowed my friend Leah Mills, her dog. She Remember had this gorgeous black Mr. lab. Remember Mr. Miyagi? We had Mr. Miyagi for the day. It was his best life. He got adopted soon after that. He did. We he took did? him out. Yeah, he was gone after that. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a no-kill shelter. I know. And that dog was gone after that. Because he was a good boy. He was such a good boy, Mr. Miyagi. He loved the condo. Oh, he sat in the backseat of that truck, <laughs> air conditioning. He, lo he was loving his life. He you probably know. went back and told his doggy friends all about his day. He was like, listen, you guys need to tighten up your game because there is some good <laughs> stuff out there. There's two women who will do anything <laughs> for like, a dog. They were feeding for one day. grapes and all that. <laughs> I felt like they're the allergic king. to those, by the way. They, oh, You're not allowed to feed dogs grapes or chocolate. See, you're not a dog this mom. Is why you don't, I don't know. have a dog. You don't know. You don't need one. You'd kill it. The best. I would. <laughs> it wouldn't do well at my home. I had an experience today, though, that I have to tell you about. Okay. okay I can't wait. I mean, this is, and this is so stupid. We might end up cutting this because it's kind of <laughs> dumb and ultimately sort of boring. But I found there That's is. That's what our whole podcast <laughs> is about, okay? Kind of dumb and sort of boring? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been told. No, not at all. Stop listening to your family. <laughs> exactly. My family doesn't tagline listen, so they right wouldn't there. know. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. That should be our tagline, right? Kind of dumb Amen. and a little boring. Stop listening to your family. <laughs> oh, stop listening to your family. Yeah, that's, that's the, the tagline. Tag yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, so I was at, I was at Seven Eleven today. Let me back up. Wait, why were you there? Pack of cigarettes. <laughs> this 
the thing. Pack of donuts? There has been construction on... Those hot dogs that roll on that thing? <laughs> what are you going to 7-Eleven for? You only go to Circle K. No, 7-Eleven's closer to my house. I don't care. It's 7-Eleven. Well, listen, this is what makes the story so great. Is it? It's on Chapman Avenue. This 7-Eleven, for folks who aren't from our hood specifically, <laughs> backs up to a really rough neighborhood. Pearl, <laughs> it's Pearl Street neighborhood, okay? They have a gang named after them, the Pearl Street Gang. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? No. It's a rough neighborhood. Behind I've gone that, over there. Behind that 7-Eleven? Yeah. No. I have. Well, don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not at night or anything. I don't get out and, no. you know, high five people. It's not quite as bad as it used to be. But it's it's a rough it's really? a rough couple streets over there. Pearl Street, yeah. So the so you just hang out there. Well, the seven eleven reflects the people that it serves. Okay. It's a little bit rough. I in June, um, Samantha, our social media editor, was out here uh, with us and we made a couple runs to various liquor stores to get drink for some of the guys that were working for us and we were going to this one liquor store right by my dry cleaner and the guy was creepy Mm. he was creeping and he was not being cool and he kept asking weird questions well if you just bought a case you would never have to come back in this kind of thing i'm like dude no one asked you settle down but he was making eyes of course at samantha because she's the the young girl and she's She's very beautiful and of course and i'm just like okay dude i will throw a blanket over her and punch (laughs) you in the throat if i have to so we kind of stopped going there and started going to the 7-Eleven just because it was a little more convenient. Turns out, after some, long after Samantha was gone, I ran into that first liquor store to get something because it's next to my dry cleaners, as I said. And the guy goes, hey, where's your friend? <laughs> and I go, she's not here. And he goes, tell her I said, hey. <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you punch him in the throat? I wanted to, but I couldn't get across the counter. He's an older guy, which I don't like either. That's worse. It was creepy. Mm. I have completely stopped going to that liquor store, which shall remain unnamed. And I just went to the 7-Eleven because that's where Sam and I started going. And they have what I need there. I got to get my sodies. And you know, I like a tall boy. My Dr. Pepper has to be a tall boy. She likes the feel in her hand. I want it. (laughs) Stop. I didn't say anything other than you just like having a big glass (laughs) of soda. Exactly. Oh. You've embarrassed her <laughs> and yourself. She's seriously turning red. <laughs> so I'm it's going to be that kind of night. You okay, know that. It's we're on it. I roll into the 7-Eleven today and the guys who work there are very specific to the 7-Eleven. Okay. They are all business. They are no frills. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not talking to you. Hey, how's your not, day? Where's your friend? Who's your friend? No, they don't care. They don't care. Okay. There's just sort of these nondescript dudes. And when I went in there today, it was a dude that I've had before, a guy that has worked there before. He's short, kind of nondescript, but really bulky. Like, not like he muscular? works out. Muscular bulky. Like, this guy can handle himself. Okay, so you're not going to punch him in the throat. As was proven later in my story. So, he's pretty serious. He's pretty middle-aged. Like I said, there's no small talk or anything like that. I'm not in there alone. There's a bunch of other people in there. They keep that 7-Eleven very clean, by the way. Mm, nice. They are constantly mopping that Good floor. To know. It doesn't smell like old hot dogs, Denise. Oh. So stop being a judgment, a judgmental 7-Elevenite. I'm just saying, I don't know why you would go to 7-Eleven, but continue. Because it's convenient. So I go in there, I go get my sodi, and there is a creeper down at the end of the aisle. How do you know he's a creeper? Because he's skulking. He's creeping. On you? Just in general. It wasn't specific to me. Was he wearing a trench coat? No, but he was wearing a black hoodie. Oh, yeah. And baggy pants. And I'm like, oh, this kid is stealing. Oh, yeah. That's what he's doing. 
So I go to get in line and he comes sort of up and sort of tries to cut in front of me. And I'm like, that's fine. So I get out of that aisle and I go down another aisle. I come into the side and there's two, three people in front of me and the guy motions for me to come instead of this kid who was there before me. So I walk up. He doesn't make eye contact with me. The cashier does not make eye contact. with me. He's got his eye on this dude the entire time. He's just looking at behind you. Behind me. Absolutely. Something is going on behind me and I'm not turning around. No. He is ringing me up beep, bop, 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 without looking at the keys. I owe him $5.26. I put the money down and he goes, what are you doing? He's talking to the guy behind He's you. talking to the guy behind me. And I can hear rustling happening behind me. And it sounded like he was maybe like playing with the creamer, those little baby creamers, because it sounded kind of plastic or whatever. And he goes, what are you doing? And I hear this <laughs> from the creeper. So he's creepy. It's I wasn't like wrong. Michael Jackson smiley, laughy. It wasn't quite that high, but it wasn't appropriate for the person it was coming from. <laughs> this was a 20-something-year-old kid in a, in black a hoodie. hoodie. He's <laughs> like this. And so I take my I take my soda and I just kind of move it to the side because I'm putting change in my purse. And when I did that, the cashier came over the counter. Like from a buddy movie where, you know, the cop slides over the yeah. counter. He like, what's that called when you're um, a gymnast and you're doing... Parkour? <laughs> he parkoured over the counter. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely parkoured over the counter. And the kid wasn't six feet behind me. And he saw the guy come over the counter, jump over the counter, and he made it for the door. I can't believe he got out of the door as quickly as he did because that guy was going to kill him. What was he doing? Uh, He was stealing. Oh. He was stuffing things in his pocket. But why was he standing in line to pay then? I think it was a ruse. He was just going to pay for like one little thing and then go I don't with know the if he was it. planning on paying for anything because that aisle that we were sort of all trying to stand in had the smaller candy bars, sort of the stuff that you could actually steal. And I'm sure they set it there because they can see. I could not get over this guy. Did you ask the guy what was going on? He Well, he's standing outside just screaming at this guy. The guy got away. The guy is running and he's just blankety blanking. You're blanking blank. Don't ever come blankety back in here. It was amazing. I had already paid. I had my change. I got my stuff and I'm just, now it's just me and him in the store. Everybody else is gone. I was the last one in line and I've got the door open. And I'm just watching this guy. You know, I'm just, I, this he's like, my new hero. Yeah. And he turned around and he goes, that guy blank, blank, blank. You know, he was just swearing up a storm. And I go, has he been in here before? And he goes, no. And he better not come back in again. And I'm like, yes, I love you. Because we're seeing all of this, all of this stuff happening in retail where people are coming in and just stealing and the folks won't do anything about it. Not the guys at 7-Eleven on Chapman. Good. Don't go in there if Don't you're go planning in there. on stealing. Good. Because that's they, what's going to take oh for everybody gosh. just to have enough of this. It bowl. was amazing. Yeah. So that's, now. That's an exciting afternoon for listen, you. Afternoon? This is 9 a.m., honey. <laughs> <laughs> Your day was just beginning. I got to get my sodas early oh. so that I can get going with my day. Sure. That was very exciting. And I'm now a very proud. Uh, I, I'm very happy to, to go to that 7-Eleven. Like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, because they're not going to put up with any junk. Nope. From just anybody. Any trash coming off the street. Or trying to be coy. No. <laughs> in a black sweatshirt. In a black sweatshirt who's obviously stealing. And you know, the kind of people that are in that 7-Eleven, let me just give you a little rundown. They're construction workers who are on their way. They're sure. getting a cup of coffee. Yeah. Guys going to work. They're there working people. A couple students that sure. were on their way to high school. Because sure. it's right up the street from the high school. So it's not, it's a good mix of people, even though it's in a, 
weird kind of sketchy yeah. neighborhood. Do you know the 7-Eleven yeah, I'm talking about, Lisa? Yeah, I go there all the time. So you do. thank you. I'm yeah. a patron. You are. So you just describe me, thank a worker, <laughs> a before worker. heading to work. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Our patron slash 7-Eleven lover is joining us today friend of the podcast friend of both of our families and a person that we both greatly admire lisa sanford is joining us today on the podcast to girls. we're so glad to have you on lisa thanks for agreeing to come on i don't Thank think you. you really did it justice how much we love her oh, okay why don't you take i'm it just away? gonna say this and i told her beforehand more. I, <laughs> I, i'm i love her as a human being i admire her as a mother and as a working woman, mm-hmm. because the reason we wanted to have her on is I feel like you're a renaissance woman. She is a renaissance woman. Tell me what that means. You're a renaissance person. Usually it's referring to men. Yes. But a renaissance person is someone who can do it all, is not afraid to try it all, and won't be held back by maybe the norms of society. Like, what do you mean you're trying to rebuild a house from the studs up? You can't do that. You're a woman, yeah. right? No, gotcha. none of that. That's a that's a Renaissance person. Okay, do you okay. think you fit that description, Lisa? Sure. Yes. Yes. Glad. <laughs> I thought she was going to deny it, but I'm she glad. can't. No, she can't deny it. Well, and it's difficult. I think you have young. Your kids are young. Yes. What are ages are they? Five and nine. Two girls. Two girls. Okay. You are uh, going through a divorce right now. I am. It'll be finalized soon, this mm-hmm. week. So Congratulations. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. You've also had a lot of life changes, though, sort of around that situation that yeah. have just sort of all come at once. That's right. We're taking my life down to the studs just like the new house. Oh, that's a good metaphor. Reinvention. The The house has become very, um, uh, what's the word? Metaphoric. Very much yeah. a metaphor for your life. Yeah, exactly. So... Okay, very so literal. It's it, it it's very literal because you did take yeah. it down to the studs, and you're also doing that. Yeah, it's a very blatant metaphor, but yeah, <laughs> taking the new house all the way down to the studs, removing everything that's bad, putting in what I want there. Oh, I love that. I love that too. Let's talk a little bit about you even having that ability, because if I'm going to reinvent myself, I'm not going to go buy a home <laughs> and take it down to the studs. I might hire somebody. Mm-hmm. to take it down to the studs mm-hmm. and I would do that mm-hmm. and I'd reinvent it and make it my own but I wouldn't do the sweat equity that mm-hmm. you're doing because I wouldn't know how to do it one of the things before you go on <laughs> one of the reasons that I just admire her so much is I sw- taught some lessons to her daughters and she and I got to be friends through that and we did a trade that's right and instead and I would trade people if they yeah. had businesses or you know they had gardens i mean i was trading anything it didn't matter chicken and i I didn't take a chicken i would have um but you have a skill set you are a carpenter yeah and you built me this amazing and i should take a picture and we'll post it it. um i had we had seen in a design center this really large displayed um, california flag and they wanted i don't remember it was like four thousand dollars for this whatever I showed it to Lisa and she's like, I can build you that. Mm-hmm. And she traded that for me and it's in my office right now. It's still there. I love it. People make comments on it all the time. <laughs> One of the reasons I love it so much is because you did it. 
Thank you. It's it's held together. Absolutely. All right. It's 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 it's. Did been like I know how to years. build that? No, I did not. But I figured it out. That's the be- That's exactly that's who you are. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I only do because Anne was like, "Hey, you need to build me a picture frame." So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to build picture picture frames. But then I figured it out for Anne. Thank you. Transferred to Denise. I had a um, I have a blueprint. My grandfather was an electrical genius, and he built radio stations here in Southern California. Some of the radio stations that we still listen to to this day. Really? He built the station as well as the tower. Wow. Never went to school a day in his life. So, so he, before CAD, before any of those programs, he uh, had these blueprints and we, my brothers and I found some of his old blueprints. So I tasked Lisa with That's that right. job. It's a family heirloom. It hangs in the entryway of uh, our Walnut Ranch. We have a home there and both of my brothers have stopped and looked at that thing and gone what's with this frame <laughs> because it's so unique and beautiful and we really appreciate you, you sort of honoring our legacy with that what makes you have the desire or the ability to do what you do it started with we were too poor for furniture so i'm like hey i could just build this bed frame so you mean as a YouTube young married videos. as a young married person right after i had hadley okay we were living with my parents mm-hmm. no money um so I decided to build a bed frame, and I just watched videos until I figured out how to build it. And then it took off from there. So it's fun. It's very satisfying to – it's not that satisfying to have the money and go buy what you want. It's satisfying to not have money and get scrappy and figure out how to get what you want anyway. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> you and I are like, huh, <laughs> what could we make? Hell, <laughs> I don't know about that. So besides, okay, frames, bed frames, let's just, let's just let the people know, what are some of your highlights of things that, that you've constructed? Projects? Yeah, what are your projects? Um, so when we were first married, we lived in this Hollywood Hills house, and I started renovating that. And then they moved us to uh, their Glendale house, my ex-in-law's house Mm -hmm. was your husband handy at all oh no he's not he's not my husband either yeah no exactly (laughs) my ex your ex-husband he did not know how to hang a picture really nothing so this was uh this was all you this is survival moving to the glendale house that's right moved to the glendale house they were hoarders so before we moved in Mm. first we had to clear out their hoarder mess they were on a mission for two years so we lived in their glendale house and renovated the whole thing so I learned a lot of skills on someone else's house. So if it mm. looked bad, it didn't really matter. Right. And then moved to this Vista Panorama house, the house up the hill by Anne's. Mm-hmm. And the same idea. Renovated that because I didn't have the money to hire people to. So mm-hmm. I figured out how to make a pretty home myself. And it is. You Thank laid you. floor? I laid flooring. During COVID, when I was trapped at home with my children, I bought like a mini jackhammer. (laughs) I removed all the flooring in my house. The old tile from the 70s, the hardwood floor that was glued down, like just a strip of oak down the middle and then carpet and it was like a mod podge of flooring. Yeah. Removed all of it, repaired the subfloor and then laid down nice new LVP. And this is all YouTube. We're getting online and Googling yeah. some stuff. University of YouTube. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing the things. It is. Yeah. You know, you and I bought a lot of stuff during COVID. Yeah. Never a jackhammer. Mm. No, but That's also the thing about Lisa is her garage is perfectly organized. I've mm. seen the jackhammer. Oh, it's yeah. quite something. 
Uh, because it's there with a whole bunch of other equipment. You're right. Sweat equity isn't really part of our master plan anymore. Mm -mm. You've also built a jungle gym and a kitchen. Oh, a little that's baby right. kitchen. Yeah. It's the cutest I built kitchen. my dream kitchen, but in miniature size for oh. a play kitchen for my daughter. They How played. She cute. played with it like once. Oh, <laughs> what? I put like a million hours into this. It's the like most soft close hinges <laughs> on this play kitchen, like hand carved redwood knobs that oh actually function and a light that turns on in this little mini oven. Cutest thing in the world. She played with it like two times. Oh, well, it's a risky take with kids, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So you bought this house as an investment, this new I house. I did. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of conned myself accidentally into being ready to move out of my house. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You conned yourself into <laughs> thinking that? It started out as a, just an investment property. Right. Because I wasn't really ready to move out of this house that we've lived in for eight years and built this life. And it's the only home my girls know. And there's been a lot of change that's happened this year. I thought if I could stay in the same place give my kids stability that that would be best but um I bought this pink house to be to run an Airbnb because it has a back garage that's big enough to build into another unit so then I can have the front house rented and the back house rented um and then I showed my girls this house and it's pink <laughs> literally it's, she says the pink house she means it it really pink. is most, actually it's, pink it's from the, the most a beautiful shade of pink I think it's I pretty, love it yeah. it's a I good love pink. it yeah so it's, you showed it to them and they're like, they we're, should, not, they're we're moving in. Yeah. They're like, we're moving. Oh. So I s rolled with it. Time to pivot, yeah. make a new plan. This is what they want. Everyone's excited for the fresh start and then decided we're going to move into it. Amazing. So you, I've seen, I saw photos when you first bought it. I went and looky-looed in through the windows. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I missed you by that much and, and was great. like, well, I'm still going to look. Wood paneling, bad carpet. That's Pink all gone now. You just tore it all up yourself? Yeah. So we had somebody come over to give us an estimate for demo. Mm. And we're like, why would we pay somebody $5,000 to do the world's funnest job? It really is. That sounds insane. <laughs> so that night, we just start ripping out the carpets. The day we got the keys. My best friend, Gabby, is helping me. Mm -hmm. She's young, got the energy. Yeah. Scrappy. Got, got the vision. That's She's right. She's ready to go. Fresh out of Berkeley. Oh, she's, she's ready she... to run. <laughs> Fresh out of Berkeley, That's yes. Right. Just her dream job, just to be like not at all. She's yeah. never done demolition, but she's loving it. It's so fun. what? Just big sledgehammers, and you just went to it. Yeah, started ripping out the carpet. Um, it came up fast, and then we took. What else did we take out from there? Started the wood ripping out the wood paneling, and then back then I decided to make into a master bedroom so we ripped out all the paneling that whole room's down to studs mm. and then that just, it just kept snowballing because then the whole bathroom needed to come out to make it an ensuite bathroom for right. the master so then a wall had to be removed and then a new wall built in did you find any surprises in tearing stuff out Ooh. mold no not too bad okay not Nothing asbestos and... No, just bad wire, Just like expensive surprises. Bad wiring. Bad wiring. So then we had to rewire the house. So we got a quote for $10,000. Sure. And I said, we will learn how to rewire this house. And we did it. You so we saved. It? Well, I hired the electrician for the electric panel. I can't do that. No. no I have no. limits. Don't do that. <laughs> I have limits. And Thank then, goodness. <laughs> but we did crawl under the house rewire the house saved so it's, it's got it's got the open bottom it's yes. it's got yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, that's cool 
foundation. So yeah. you pulled foundation. wire. And a, and wire. now it's attached to come into different rooms. That yeah, we had the guidance of like a handyman who's been very helpful, very sweet. I told him my whole sob story. Sure. He's been popping by after Aww. his own job to kind of give us guidance. Aww. So it's not going to blow up. The house is not going to catch on fire. That's Somebody all who knew who, what he was doing guided us. That's awesome. That's nice. That's right. It's like a catalyst to finally do what I always wanted to do anyway. Really? Sometimes your back has to be against a wall. Somebody has to force your moves. hand. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't... Because you were so capable even before you split from your soon-to-be ex-husband, I didn't... I never thought that this that you weren't truly living the life that you wanted that is interesting Hmm. um yeah it was hard it was really hard being a stay-at-home mom for eight years it was really hard on me nine years so this is like liberating to be working outside the home and have a career because all this was just hobby stuff before right Mm. i was doing projects for my own home and now it's like project for a career that's true was your ex-husband already in law school when we met? When you met. No. Um, so you supported him through that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you resent that? I did. I And I stayed home so that he could have his career, which is fine. It was the right thing at the time. But then my worst nightmare of, well, what are you going to do if anything ever happens to the, the sole provider of the house came true. And then I had to figure out what to do because I didn't finish school. I didn't finish BYU. Mm-hmm. I finished three years of a math degree and then got really sick with Crohn's disease. So I dropped out. I got married and then just, um, I don't want to go back to school. And this kind just, of yeah. pushed me to do something I actually want to do instead of the traditional route of, well, now go back to school, which is what most most people wanted me to do. Go back to school, find a steady job. Get your degree. Yeah. Get, get benefits somewhere. Right, right. Right. Make it Make it so that you don't have to worry. Yeah. But the urgency of this, of him kind of leaving suddenly and things exploding very quickly my back was against the wall i had to figure out something that was much faster income than going back to school and starting a job plus it's what you know plus it's what i know it's what i enjoy exactly what how many adults actually get to do that right at this point in life i yeah that i mean in the end not trying to diminish anything that you're going through but in the end that might be the the blessing in disguise it is you're right i am glad it happened i'm not glad at how it happened i'm glad it happened i can rent out the old house sure have a fresh start live in the pink house and have income and have income have income yeah downsize have a life that i want that i can manage it's small enough for just me because we built this we had this big house we had this big life Mm -hmm. this is not I don't feel like I fit in that anymore. Yeah. So I need the fresh start. The girls need the fresh start. You say you don't feel like you fit in anymore. Do you think you ever fit it? That's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think I was fully happy. Mm. I think we were living something that wasn't fully true to us. Having a, um, you know, questioning your faith, questioning your existence, questioning where did I come from, all that, is not out of the realm of, it, it happens. Right. it's part of a relationship. He just couldn't handle it. It's also part of human beings. What are some of the things that you would give, what are some things advice. of advice, some, some advice you Get would give You to know people? yourself fully first, mm. before choosing a partner. That's a great one. Figure out your own patterns, um, what who you are as a person Mm -hmm. 
you know no other person is going to define that for you figuring out what you define as love what you mm. find acceptable as love is it familiar or is it love is it something mm. is it a good feeling or is, is it, it a feeling that's just familiar is being ignored and not understood and not emotionally available is that a familiar familiar feeling how could you know what it is if you've never experienced you talked about some of the folks that maybe family and friends who just are like well we're not I'm not talking to you whether it be because you've had a change in faith or because you're now divorced whatever Mm -hmm. how how do you reconcile that um I think once you start shifting, people around you get uncomfortable. It's like sends a shockwave. So if they aren't completely comfortable with themselves, they're not going to be comfortable with you fully being comfortable with yourself. Do you see yourself uh, re-embracing people that left you? Or are you like, Yeah, because it has nothing to do with me. It's their own thing. How do you keep yourself from getting bitter about that? Just leaving that door open, allowing people to come back? Um, I just do it, just let people be wherever they're at. You can't force a person to change or to do anything you want them to do. They're going to do exactly what they want to do. If you had anything to say to your 19 and 20 year old self, is there anything, is there any advice you would give yourself? That's a hard question. It is. Would I go back and change history? I'd say go to therapy, but I was in therapy. Even when you were young? Yeah. You can only be as honest with yourself as you're ready to be. I think everything comes out at the right time when you're ready for it to come out, when you have the support system for it to happen. Do you have the support system now? I have found the support system I need, yeah. I'm glad for you. I'm glad for you because it can be very lonely. Yeah, it's extremely (laughs) lonely. Yeah. What do you see yourself doing in five years? More More Airbnbs, destination Airbnbs. Oh, nice. When you say destination, what do you mean? Like uh, Joshua Tree. I love going oh, to Joshua Tree. Yeah. So I really want a property there. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, wherever I want to travel to, it just makes more sense to buy a property and then Airbnb it. So then you can use it whenever you want. Income and I get to go travel. Do you have people managing your Airbnbs or are you doing it yourself? The people is me. Yeah. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. As it, as it gets more developed, you're going to probably need some help. But right That's now you can true. do it yourself. We're figuring it out as we go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I love about Lisa that's more cheeky and kind of fun is that she's a badass motorcycle. Ooh, I babe. was just going to say that. I have talked about the gang that my husband rides in. <laughs> <laughs> the Sons of Helaman. The Sons of Helaman. And there's one <laughs> daughter of Helaman. And that is Lisa. <laughs> And on her bike, we were in Laguna Beach yesterday, my husband and Uh I were, and there were motorcycles whipping by us like they didn't have a care in the world. Clearly, the cop that tagged my husband that caught your husband was not there but he said because i said was is your motorcycle the loudest and he goes Mm -hmm. that i don't know but he the cop very kindly free of charge and free of ticket checked everyone's motorcycle to see and he said even your motorcycle every single bike was over the sound limit every bike so how don't, I don't ask. It's Laguna. It's you know. It's no. It's the Laguna Beach. They have their own rules. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a whole situation. It's a whole situation. There. What kind of motorcycle do you have right now? I have a Triumph. It is matte black with a 
brown leather seat. It's very pretty. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The motorcycle that you were riding previously in the gang, what Ooh, was that? 1974 um, Honda, yeah. little cafe racer. I bought it for $700, fixed it up. Well, I had someone fix it up. I don't do motorcycles. One day. Um, and then sold it for three times that. Did you? And then use that to upgrade to my Triumph. triumph. Your beautiful Triumph. Yep. Is what? that is that motorcycle new? That Triumph? Or it's newish. Okay. Two thousand seven. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's Thank you. it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's so fun to see the because the the motorcycle gang. I love saying that because Denise rolls her eyes every time. <laughs> the motorcycle gang is made up of a group of interesting cats. <laughs> <laughs> and they're exactly what you'd think of when you hear the word gang. They, really, a bunch of old men with like bad backs on their big old Harleys. Absolutely, I I celebrate it. And then here's Lisa, not intimidated, but actually joining in and just like, when are we going riding again? It's yeah. the greatest thing to see them drive by the house. I'm like, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> you've gotten you you've made me like aspire to do like think outside myself and like try different things. Like I don't have that. Have you always had that need or want to be unconventional? I just like to do what I like to do, and I don't. When you were young, did you do these things? Oh yeah, I did weird things. What did you do? Like what did little Lisa? What would she get up to? Mm, that's a good question. I was really into skateboarding. At mm -hmm. one point, I wanted to be a professional skateboarder. Nice. And I made the mistake of writing that on a school paper, and then my siblings still torture me about that to this day. That's what siblings do. I said, hey, maybe I still will be a pro skateboarder yeah. one day. Who, Who knows? Says? That's right. That's right. So, uh, so you were out there skateboarding with the boys, and that's a boys club. With the boys, Big yeah. time. Yeah. What else? Were you handy? Was your dad handy? Did he teach you some stuff around the garage? Oh, that's funny. No, my dad is not. My, <laughs> He's an my dad is not handy. But a couple summers ago, during COVID, I made my dad and my brother help me remodel my childhood treehouse. Yes. Um, neither of them knew how to use a drill, so I oh taught them how goodness. to use the drill. What? Um, both of them ended up with like bloody hands for no reason i don't know how you hurt yourself with a drill but they found a way they're like white collar guys sure number number guys which is funny that's awesome that i turned that i got into this stuff well because you're a number person yeah exactly as a math major i love math it was my whole life you were trigonometry tutor for many many years i Wow. That's very specific. I did more than trick, but yes. Well, oh, I, that's the only thing I knew. What else? Oh, good, what else did you do? One. No, all the math. All, all the maths. maths. Any yeah. math? Uh -huh. Just like you and me. Just like the the two of us. Yeah, right. That's any, right. any math. Love the maths. We I just love the. Maths. I know everything I know from Anne. Yeah. <laughs> she uses her fingers and toes for everything. Listen, there's no no shame in that. Right? No, there's not. There's no shame in that. Do you you don't still do do you aspire to to no, go back into the numbers game retired you're retired from okay. that okay yeah. you have two girls yes and i think it is inspiring for you to be their mom and do these things because you are showing them that you can do it doesn't matter thank you what do they think about it yeah they don't know any different they think this is what happens this is what happens. Moms take Everything care of business. Everything is normal to a kid until they sure. realize it's not. Yeah, I was 25 before I realized that, which is great. It's good. Just keep that keep that cloth covering exactly. your face as long as you possibly can. But Hadley, my oldest, my nine-year-old, she's a little builder. She mm. is 
very smart. She's a smart kid. She is smart. Yep. She's adept at building. Yeah. She like fully assembles furniture for me, not just like little little builds. Nice. Real builds. You, she's finally starting to get useful. No. I feel like I've graduated as a parent. It when takes your kid a while. Is a little bit useful. Mm-hmm. It does take a while. It takes a while for that to happen. What advice would you give your daughters? So the advice when I was going through the, the thick of it with marriage problems, my friend asked, what advice would I give to my one of my girls if they were in this relationship? What would I want for them? Yeah. And that really like put it in perspective. Like, okay, I got to get out of this. I would never want this for my daughter. Mm. So that was pretty eye-opening. If I don't want it for my daughter, why would I want it for myself? But yeah. it's hard to see that sometimes. As parents, a lot of times parents, and I even know for me, and this has been 100 years ago practically when my parents got divorced, yeah. right? Right. I still remember that feeling that it is hard to go through, mm-hmm. but the turmoil that led up to it was so much worse. Absolutely. The anticipation of it. And I could see that the fighting and the trying to work on her or whatever we were doing was harming the girls. What they needed was for both of us to be happy. They didn't need us to be together. They needed us to individually be happy. And that's all they care about. That is such an amazing uh, thing to come to because I, so many people stay together for the kids. Yeah, no, that's a that's, cop out. I've always thought that was such a bad idea. Now, of course, individually, you don't. Everybody's got a different road, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But it's true. If you're happier apart, we can still be parents. Right, exactly. And we're going to be happy. We're right. just not going to be together. I feel like there's a light about you that I haven't seen before. I do feel like I am coming back to life, but it took like full death of something, death sure. of a previous um, identity, mm-hmm. all identities mm-hmm. to rebuild. But you're and getting that was there. Painful. But yeah, I'm getting there. Now I get to put in exactly what I want to be in my life and who I want to be. You are going to what you described as a hippie retreat. Oh, yeah. What is that? Um, it's Kundalini yoga, mm-hmm. healing energy work. Yeah. Where is that at? It's in um, is it Park pa- City. Oh, it's in Park City. Yeah. Okay. So you're going up to the mountains uh-huh. to commune. To mountains. That's cool. Yeah. What do you hope to get out of that? Like, what are they, what are they saying? Like a, that- f- a fresh start. Like, release everything from the past and just move forward. Nice. Good luck. I hope that works. Acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance of yourself. Acceptance of self. Full acceptance. Yep. That's super hard. I know. If you never had this, if if this thing that happened in your marriage didn't happen, what do you think would happen to you? That's a good question. But it did happen. And really the scariest part of divorce was not like losing this person. It was shining a light on myself and figuring out, wow, I'm completely alone, la- alone now. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I as a person if it's not as a support person? person or like um because you focus on this this partner Mm -hmm. for your whole relationship because why wouldn't you like you want the relationship to succeed and Mm -hmm. you want it to be the best it can be but for me I really lost myself doing that Mm -hmm. and so him leaving was I think the scariest part was like oh no now I have to confront myself yeah that's tough and that's way scarier it's hard. Do you have a favorite book that you have read that maybe is helpful? Um, 
there's a book called No Bad Parts. Okay. And there's a book called uh, The Body Keeps the Score. We've talked that about that. That was a huge oh. eye-opening, like, dealing with childhood trauma stuff. And meaning your body just doesn't let it go. Yeah. Like, I literally had Crohn's disease, have Crohn's disease, chopped out part of my intestine, and never questioned, oh, maybe that's, like, emotionally connected. <laughs> maybe there's a mental component yeah. to this. I think that's a new... I think that's new in our way of thinking that the body and the mind and the emotion is all connected and that it's very like it's very seriously one banks on the other banks on the other kind of thing. I I mean, I don't want to discredit anybody, but I think this is this is something new that we're accepting and going, wait a minute, there's there's a reason you might have Crohn's disease and it's not necessarily genetic. Yeah, it's not necessarily chemistry. Right. It's emotional. It's absolutely emotional. And you know what? It's been fully in remission since shedding the husband, shedding beliefs I didn't fully believe, right, and dealing with childhood abuse stuff. It has been in remission? Full remission, yeah. Unbelievable. My migraines are gone. Like, my whole body is happier now that my mind can hold the trauma. My body doesn't have to hold it anymore. Oh, my goodness. Because I've watched you suffer yeah. with Crohn's disease yeah, throughout the years, and it's been... It's been rough. It's been hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know maybe, what else to say. That makes me very happy. I mean, maybe you. that's the, the, the why you're looking so healthy. I mean, you yeah. look, you have a glow about you that I haven't seen before. And it's probably because your body is functioning at right. a, the highest level possible mm-hmm. for who you are right now. Yeah. Your body is a lot happier when your mind is happy. That's true. Or you, not. Yeah. Or know. not miserable. Not miserable. Yeah. You get up every morning and go, here's my purpose. Do you have a purpose every day? Yeah, I started meditating. Mm-hmm. I started going to the beach early. I have all this like spare time because the kids are gone every other weekend. And I had like zero seconds to myself as a mom before this. So suddenly I'm like, oh, no, I got to figure out what to do with my time. Right. I don't know how to do that. I know how to take care of everyone else. I don't know how to decide like, what do I want to do today? Right. Um. Now it's just tearing apart the new house. But before I bought this house, I took up, I would go ride my bike in Newport and do my meditating and grounding on the sand early, early in the morning nice. before people are there. I, I realized I like California just in odd hours. <laughs> that is such a great There's statement. not so many people around. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So one of the things I find fascinating, a lot of people expect to get through difficult situations and not put in the effort. And it sounds like you, I mean, just from what you've told us and the person that I know you are, you've actually done the work. And they're currently doing the work. Yeah, I You're mean. You're in therapy. You have well, a my trainer. philosophy was this whole thing feels terrible. I might as well lean into it. Do everything else that feels terrible. Start working out. Start taking care of myself. And start doing all the stuff that's not that worked. Fun. So I had to keep doing it. Oh. Go, go figure. I know. Go figure. Eating better. Right. Exercise. Exercising. Meditation. Who would have thought? It Meditation. Hippie, grounding. Hippie yoga classes in Park Hippie City. Yoga classes. Yeah. It's all good. It's all. It's all great. Mm. I am. I'm so inspired by your journey. I'm sad that you've had to go through this hard thing and it's not what you want. I think the thing that makes me the saddest for you is that you, there's a support system that you should have. And I, I understand it a little bit because I've had some issues in my own family Mm -hmm. where there's been hard things going on. And it's interesting how people react. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think people in general don't know how to support hard things. The people who have shown up for me are the people who have experienced really, really hard things themselves. Mm. And they're not uncomfortable around messy life situations. Right. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want people in my life that aren't a mess. Exactly. I want messy. I don't need, I don't need Stepford wife or (laughs) perfect. There's Mm -hmm. no perfect. Yeah. There's no escaping heartbreak in life. And this is probably too soon, but I'm going to ask it anyway and we can cut it out if we don't want to talk about it. But do you see yourself in a relationship in the future? Oh gosh. Did you have to ask me that? I know. Mm. I I wanted to because that's tomorrow Lisa's problem. (laughs) It's not, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's again, that's probably the answer. You're not a person though that is dependent on, on any, anybody else anyway. I, maybe you feel that way inside sometimes, no. whatever, but you're not. Not right now. No. Well, not you weren't, after this. You no. weren't that way anyway. That's why you weren't living the true self. That's why you couldn't yeah. truly be happy because you had conformed to something that wasn't exactly. who you are. Yeah. Right. That is very that is very profound, Denise. Actually, and it's you've said the same thing, Lisa. That you you go down a path where you're you think you're doing the right thing, and, and maybe you are for the moment. Mm-hmm. But it ends up that if you're not living your true self, all hell breaks. It's co- it's yeah. chaos. Yeah, you can't It'll catch up to you at some point. So it's not that you're doing the wrong thing, but is mm-hmm. it for the right reasons? Right. Is it coming from within you, or is it coming from pressure outside of you? Do you feel like that was a, an outside pressure or do you feel like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of it was. But also, it's what I wanted because I wanted to like keep the peace, do what was expected. Okay. there's And there's a lot of times there's nothing wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. a lot of times what motivates us yeah, to do the right, right thing. And in the end, it it's, ends up being okay sometimes. Sometimes it just simply doesn't. Yeah. You said, though, that if you had it to do all over again, you'd still make the same decisions. I would, because I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I learned without everything mm. that I went through. Okay. That's a, I'm gonna, that's a thinker. So it all happens as it should. Whether it's fun or not, it doesn't matter. It all happens as it should. So before we leave, we ask our guests to give us a takeaway gift. And I know we did not prepare you for this, although you're a listener, so you should know if you come <laughs> on the, the pod that we're going to ask you this. But... Do you have some sort of maybe life motto, advice, something you would share with the listeners to remember you by? I'd say lean into discomfort. The whole divorce thing, the most uncomfortable thing I could experience. So just lean into it. In fact, at one point during when everything was going down, I went and jumped in the ocean in the middle of the night because I wanted... I wanted my body to feel as scared as my mind felt. And then it felt like complete, like the emotion was complete. And it's very healing. It's like the scariest thing I've ever done. I could not do that. In the middle of the night. They're sharks. But then don't tell me that. (laughs) I was pretending there were no sharks. (laughs) I'm sure there weren't. Like a local beach here. I'm like, still trying to get my um, head around Newport Beach. You just went down, you drove down Newport Beach and you just walked right into the ocean. Yeah, like 3 (gasps) a.m. Yeah. That's miserable. I know, but then it made me brave for the misery of my life. You're seriously an inspiration. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. Thanks for listening. We're so glad to have you on. Um, This has been Two Average Girls. Uh, I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And of course, if you missed Lisa's tag, you can just go back and listen again. But also, you can find it on Instagram. 
Two Average Girls podcast. Uh, it will be posted there this week, and you can save it, screenshot it, whatever, because I think it's uh, it's as inspirational as you are, and so we're really glad you joined us. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. That does it for this edition. We'll see you next time. of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.